Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abgenommen bedauert. Monday through Friday at the same time by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. The Skelly Oil Company, you know, was the originator of tailor-made gasoline. But now, here's a special tip for the fellows and girls who have not already joined Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. You'd better hurry up and join at once because there's a big adventure ahead. There's a real job ahead of us helping Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan and our good friend Captain Midnight himself in a thrilling mystery. And every flight patrol member can take part in it when the time comes. But the thing to do now is to get started. Because we're going to have not only barrels of fun, but loads of free gifts and prizes, too, for every member of Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. Now, here's what you get as soon as you join. First, you get your official junior pilot's application card. And besides that, a burnished bronze medal of membership that's different from any club pin or button you ever saw. On the front, just like on a real Medal of Honor, are the pieces of Captain Midnight and Chuck and Patsy, and also the mysterious secret password that only flight patrol members themselves can tell the meaning of. But that's not all. On this medal is a three-blade airplane propeller that will spin like a top. On the other side is the face of a mystic midnight clock. You look to see where the hands of the clock are pointing when they stop spinning. It helps you decide things like who goes to the store for mother or who's captain of the team. Why well, say you'll use the spinning medal a hundred different ways. 
But, most important, this medal proves you're a member of the new 1940 Flight Patrol. You see, only members can take part in the big adventure ahead and get all the other free gifts that are coming. So you'll want to join and get your medal of membership right away. But now, and here's the best part of all. It doesn't cost you a single penny. No box tops or seals or anything. Here's all you do. Just have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. He'll give you your official application card right away. And he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your free medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious secret password. But hurry now, won't you? See your friendly Skelly man and join the new 1940 flight patrol tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Fortune, good and bad, is helping and hurting Captain Midnight and his friends. In the upper end of the valley, on the outskirts of the vast Pareda estate, now controlled illegally by Ivan Sharp, Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey rescued a hard-pressed fugitive from his pursuers, who, after he was revived, whispered that his name is Juan Pareda. Our scene today is again with Pareda, shortly after he regained consciousness. Chuck is speaking. You're Juan Pareda? Yes, senor. I am Juan Pareda. Juan Pareda. I see it, Chuck. I see the whole thing now. You are Major Barry Steele? Red, he must know Major Steele. No, he doesn't, Chuck, or he wouldn't ask. You, uh, you were expecting Major Steele? No, senor. I did not hope for such good luck. But you knew his name. I do not understand. Well, do you know of him? Si, senor. Major Steele. He was a good friend of my wife, senora Pereira. That's what Major Steele told us. But, uh, senor Pereira, why did you mention Major Steele's name? My daughter, Dolores. She wanted to write letters to Major Steele. But then, I do not see her anymore. Well, what happened to her? I do not know, senor. I am very much afraid I will never see her again. Mm, gosh, Red, that's terrible. Uh, we've got to get his story, Chuck, but I'm afraid he's too weak to tell it. What do you say, senor? Oh, uh, listen, senor Pareda. My friend and I wish to help you. That is good, senor. I need help very much. I'm afraid he's going to faint, Red. He doesn't look very well. Yes, I feel very sick, senor. My lips, they are so dry. Please, I lick my water. Yes, uh, quick, Chuck. Uh, give him some more water. Tip your helmet up there so he can drink. Hurry. There you are, senor. Ah, that is so good. Oh, gee, Red, that's helping a lot. Yes, you better have uh, some more water, senor. Please, a little bit more. Come there on. you are. Hey, is that enough? That is plenty. Oh, wait. Uh, don't throw that water away, Chuck. I'm going to wring my handkerchief out of it and wipe his face. Okay, Red. Here you are. Hold it there. Ah, okay, Chuck. You can throw the rest away now. Right. Ah, senor. Now I feel back. Geez, coming along swell. Yes, you bet. Uh, do you feel like sitting up? Say, si, senor. Let's move him back a little so he can rest against the trunk of the tree. Oh, right, that's the ticket. Here, uh, get on this other side. Yeah? Okay, I'm ready. Easy now. Uh, there now. Well, thank you so much. I feel much better now. Do you feel like talking, senor? Say, si, senor. I will be myself very soon. I, uh, I couldn't help seeing your back, senor. You have been wounded. You see my back? Then you can guess. They look like the marks of a whip. Say, si, senor. I have been whipped. Just like you would whip some beast. But they have not broken me. They can never break the spirit of a Pereira. I can see that, senor. But, uh, tell me why you were beaten. It is a long story, senor. I do not know. Oh, now, wait. We are friends of Major Barry Steele. We're here to help you. You mustn't be afraid to tell us your trouble. Tell me. What do you call yourself? What are your names? My young friend here is Chuck Ramsey. As for me, my name doesn't matter. But, senor, how shall I address you? I am known as Captain Midnight. El 
Capitan Midnight. The blackness of the night. What a strange man. It is not one of my own choosing, senor. The name, it does not matter. The man, he counts very much. You, you will trust us then? See, si, I will trust you. But I must warn you, we are all in danger. Enemies surround us. Yes, we found that out all right. And let me remind you, Chuck, keep your eyes open. I'm watching all around us, Red. Good. Your young friend, Chuck. He is very much on the alert. Yes, senor. And Chuck has keen eyes. He'll see any enemies which may approach. Good. Then I will begin. My name is Pereira, senor. And my family have lived in this valley for many years. Close to my hacienda, there is a small chapel and a graveyard. And on one stone, which is crumbling with age, you will see the numerals 1651. Blazing beacons. The year 1651. See, in that grave lie the bones of Francisco Pereira, who was a mighty general in the Imperial Army of Spain. This land was given him by the king. An original Spanish land, Andrew. That is right, senor. The Pareda family owns this valley and many others nearby. It's a beautiful place, senor. Nowhere in the world is there such a valley, senor. I love it as my family before has loved it. Well, uh, when did the present trouble start? A month ago, senor. But I wish to explain something. When I was a young man, I studied in the university in Spain. And there, studying music, was a beautiful American girl. I married her, senor, and brought her back with me to the valley. She was a very good friend of Major Barry Steele and his wife. Is that not so? That is true, senor. I see. I did not have the pleasure of meeting Major Steele and his senora. To be truthful, I did not like to leave this valley. But my wife, she had the desire that our daughter should study in her mother's country. So I sent her to school in Washington. And there she became well acquainted with Major and Mrs. Steele, huh? Si, senor. She visited at her home many times. Senor Parada, she's not living now? No, senor. Two years ago, she died. She go on to the better world. I am very sorry, senor. Life is not the same now, senor. But then, you must all be brave. I still had my beautiful Dolores. But now, she too is gone. You, you mean she's dead? I do not know. But if they have made her suffer as I have, I hope, senor, she is dead. Well, who do you mean by they? I am coming to that. About a month ago, we had visitors in this valley, a thing which is very rare. Who were these visitors? They were Americanos, senor, like yourselves. But they were different, very different. You are good and honorable, but they, they are fiends. Well, uh, just a minute. How did these visitors arrive? They arrived from the air, senor, just as you. Uh. They had an airplane with a big cabin, and they come down and land, and they say they have the engine trouble. Uh Uh-oh. They pretended to have a forced landing. See, that is the name they call it. So, since they say they are Americanos, I make them come into my hacienda. I treat them as the honored guests. What were their names? The names, senor? I remember that very well. There was a father and his daughter. She says his name is Senor Douglas Chadwick, and she is the Senorita Chadwick. Please, and beacons red. That was Ivan Shark and his daughter Fury. Yes, Chuck, I'm sure of it. When I see you fly the black plane, I'm very much afraid. I do not think you will help me. But then, when you fire the gun at my enemies, my hope becomes very strong. Well, you see, senor, this black plane is not the one we came in. Oh, but never mind. I'll explain that to you later. Very good, senor. I will go ahead with my story. Yes, please do. I raised a very big herd of cattle. Thousands upon thousands. This senor Chadwick, he becomes very much interested in my cattle. And he likes this valley very much. The dirty crook. We always have some trouble, senor. There are bad men in these mountains, and they sometimes steal my cattle. So, Senor Chadwick, he tells me I should guard my cattle with airplanes. So you bought some airplanes? See, si. This Senor Chadwick, he says he has the connection. He can buy the airplanes for me, so I signed a contract with him. 
Also, the singer Chadwick, he has the radio on his airplane. He sent the order for me. Yeah, this is running true to form, Chuck. Sounds just like one of Ivan Shark's tricks. And then, very soon, the airplanes arrive. There are very many pilots and very many mechanos. But these men are very bad, singer. I look at them and I know. And my heart becomes very troubled. And you had good cause to be. Well, then what happened? The singer Chadwick, he's very clever. Some of my people talk and he finds out I have a fortune. Besides, he lands and cattle. Well, what kind of a fortune? Well, that is, if I may ask. I will tell you, senor, because I can trust you. This fortune is in precious stones of great richness. Did Chadwick get hold of them? No, senor. That is why you see the marks of the whip upon my back. He does not know and he never will. But you are my friend. I will no, tell No, no, no. Please, senor Ferreira. Don't tell me. Keep it always to yourself. Si, senor. Perhaps... That is better after all. Now, um, what did Chadwick do? He was your guest. Well, how did he... That I will tell you. When I signed the contract with Senor Chadwick, I trust what he says. I do not read all the words carefully. But after the airplanes arrive, he comes to me and demands a big sum of money. A hundred times bigger than I have agreed to. Then he shows me the contract. And I see I've been tricked. Can you imagine that? Then I lose my temper. I say, you talk of an Americano, you get out. You take your airplanes and you go. And do not come back again. Yes, and then? This man, they seize me. My daughter, Dolores, she disappeared. This finger Chadwick, he tells me Dolores will be killed unless I write the letter he demands. I am beside myself. I do not know what to do. I write the letter. I ask for Dolores, but I do not see her. I'm taken away to the black cave. They ask me for my jewels, my fortunes. And when I do not reply, they whip me. It seems incredible, Red. I just can't believe... Wait a minute. Uh, We've got to act now, and we've got to act quick. Now, listen, Senor Pareto. We must have some help. Are there any of your people who can help us? Some of my best men have fled to the mountains, but I believe I can find them. Oh, that's splendid. We must find them at once. Unless, Senor, this Chadwick has found and killed them. Oh, that fiend of a shark, I... Listen, Red. It's a plane, Chuck. There it is. A black one. Flying directly this way. Quick! Get behind that machine gun in the rear cockpit and get ready for action. Well, Senor Juan Pereira has told a pitiful story. The fiendish Ivan Shark is running through to form. But at the moment, Captain Midnight and his friends are in an extremely dangerous predicament. It looks as if they'll have enough to do to save themselves, let alone helping Senor Pereira. What will the resourceful Captain Midnight do? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. Now, an important word to you fellas and girls. You don't want to be left out when the big adventure comes, do you? You don't want to miss out on all the free gifts and prizes that are coming. So get your official application card in Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol right away. And have your Skellyman send in for your free medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious secret password. Remember, it doesn't cost you a cent. Not even a penny for a stamp. Here's all you do. Have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight. Tell your Skelly man that you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol, and he'll do the rest. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Until tomorrow, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing.
Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But first, let me ask you something. How would you like to have a beautiful burnished bronze medal of membership to show that you're a special friend of Captain Midnight's and a bona fide member of his exciting new 1940 flight patrol? A medal that entitles you to take part in a great adventure and get lots of free gifts and prizes. A medal you'll be so proud to show your friends that you'll want to carry it with you wherever you go. It's made of heavy bronze with raised letters and pictures on the front and back, just like on a real Medal of Honor. It has a swell picture of Captain Midnight himself and also of our good friends Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan. There's also a mystic midnight clock face on it and also the mysterious new secret password of the 1940 Flight Patrol, a password that's the key to greater mysteries that are still to come. And only those who are members will have the clues that are needed to figure out what it means. But wait, here's the most exciting feature of all. This new secret medal of membership has a three-blade spinning propeller on it. You spin it whenever you want to decide something, like who's going to be the first in any game, or who's going to wipe the dishes for mother, or who's to be captain of the team. Why, there must be a hundred different games you can play with this new spinning propeller medal. Boy, every fella and girl in town will wish they had one when they see yours. But now, here's how you can get one absolutely free. Just have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man that you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. He'll give you your junior pilot's application card right away, and he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your spinning propeller medal of membership. That's all you do. You don't need any box tops or seals or package wrappers or anything else. You just see your Skelly man, and he'll fix you all up without one penny of cost to you. So have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight and join Captain Midnight's 1940 flight patrol. And now to Captain Midnight. Yesterday, you remember, Juan Pareda, owner of a vast estate with thousands of cattle, told Captain Midnight and Chuck how Abe and Shark, his daughter Fury, and his henchmen have taken his estate away from him. Shark also tortured Pareda to try to make him reveal the location of priceless family heirlooms. Just as he was finishing his story... The drone of a plane was heard. Our scene today continues. The plane comes closer, and Captain Midnight commands sharply. It's a black plane, Chuck. Run to our ship and jump into the rear cockpit. Okay, Red. I'll be there. Okay, and if he dies this way, give it to him with your machine gun. Then I'll go, Red. Right. That is one of Senor Chadwick's planes. They are all black, like the one you captured. Yes, Senor, I know. How do you feel now? I feel much better, Senor. So, can you walk? Surely, Senor. Oh, here, wait. Give me your hand. I'll pull you up. You are very kind. Ah, now you're on your feet. My knees, they're a little weak, but they will be all right. Watch yourself. This fellow's driving. Come, Senor, come. Let's get to the plane. It'll be safer there. But this pilot in the sky, he will shoot at your plane. Don't worry about that. We'll beat him off. We've got to be ready to take off if necessary. Get him closer. Shall I fire? Yes, sir. Yes, give a first. I wonder where he's going now. I guess he'll turn around and go back. No, he isn't. See, he's continuing south. Maybe he's going up to the valley, to that other field. These pilots are always flying around. One does not know where they go. Oh, look. He's turning to the east. Yes, you're right. I wonder what he's doing there. Looks like he's going down behind that hill. Yes. 
Senor Pareto. Yes, senor. Is there any landing place behind that hill? Si, senor. There is a small plateau there on which an airplane could land. There. He disappeared. Yes. Looks like he went down all right. If we're going to get out of here, now's our chance. Senor, I guess you'd better come with us. We'll take you to a small field across the western ridge. Ah, I know that field well. I leased some land there to some Americanos for mining. Was that so? When was that? Several years ago, but I understood they had given it off. No. No, I don't believe they have. Because two of our friends, named Picky Drake and Slim Pool, were sent down recently to investigate it. Ah, so? Yes. We'd better get in the ship, Red, and be on our way. Uh, you'll come with us, senor? I would like to, but I must find some of my own men. Well, where would they be? Back in the mountains. I can show you. Oh, gee, Red, that would be swell. Well, now, wait a minute. Is there a place to land an airplane there? See, si, senor. I am sure the airplane can land. At one time, there was a lake. Then it dried up. Oh, gosh, Red, listen to that. A dried-up lake bed. What? Well, that should make a swell landing field. Very well, senor. We will fly there. Are you sure you can find your way? See, I am certain. All my life I have haunted and faced in these mountains and valleys. I could find my way around them with the blindfold over the eyes. Good, let's go. I'll help you in the rear cockpit with Chuck. Here, let me pick her up. Thank you. There you are. Oh, gee, Red. We'll be carrying more weight than we should. It'll be bad if we have to fight any of those other planes in the air. Yes, I realize that, Chuck. We'll have to make up in marksmanship what we like in maneuverability. Well, I'll jump into the front cockpit and get the engine started. Well, we're all set any time. All right. Here goes the starter. The airplane. It is a wonderful machine. I like it very much. So do we, senor. I don't know what we'll do without one. We're going to take the other ways, Chuck, and then take off to the north. All clear, Chuck? All clear, Ed. We're off. And now, our scene changes. To the south and east. There is a steep hill, and on the top of this hill is a rocky knoll, which overlooks the whole valley. At this point stands Ivan Schrock, looking through a pair of powerful binoculars. Attending him are Fury Shark and Fang. Listen as Fury asks. Can you see the plane, Father? Yes, Fury. I see it very clearly. Van Griff should be here very soon, Master. He will be, Fang. Is the plane's propeller turning, Father? Huh? No, Fury. The plane stands with the propeller idle. Can you see anyone near? Just one moment, daughter. I must study this carefully. For what reason did the plane land down Please, there? Please, my dear Fury, do not interrupt me. Ah, now I see. There are three men. One is standing and his head keeps turning. He is evidently on guard. Another one is kneeling, probably talking to the third who is sitting on the ground with his back against the tree. Undoubtedly, he will be Senor Pareda. Yeah, it is he. There can be no doubt. And the other two? I cannot see the kneeling man very well. But the one standing up... Yes. Yes, he is Chuck Ramsey. Yeah, surely. That settles it. The other one, he must be Captain Midnight. I believe you are right. Captain Midnight. What could have brought him here? <laughs> My dear Fury, you are falling down badly. There is only one magnet that draws the mysterious Captain Midnight here. It is the great Ivan Shark. Well said, Fang. But what are we going to do, Father? Are we going to stand here idle and allow our enemies to plot against us? As always, Fury, you are too impatient. Have you not learned your lesson by this time? Have you not observed me often enough to know there is a proper time for action and a proper time for inaction? Observe the beasts of the jungle. Are they leaping continually? What do you say, Fang? You were with me in India. Great jungle beasts spend much time in watchful waiting. Did you hear that, Fury? The clever one spends his time in setting the trap and then waiting while his enemies fall into it. Are you laying the trap now for Captain Midnight? For if you are, it had better be a good one. 
Because by this time, that old fool of a parader will have told Captain Midnight his story. And what difference will that make? For once, Captain Midnight has overstepped himself. This time, he is not fighting me on his own ground. He does not have a powerful force to aid him. I tell you, Fury, this time there shall be no mistake. Captain Midnight will never leave this valley alive. Look, Martha, look. So I see, Fang. That must be Von Griff. You wish to get Sanderson, too, but I do not see a second plane. Perhaps now we have no more trouble. See? Von Griff dives on Captain Midnight. Yes, Father. Von Griff is diving. So I see, Fury. And Captain Midnight is sprung to his feet. Chuck Ramfield's running to the plane. Ah, he's almost there. He grasps the edge of the rear cockpit and jumps in. Von Griff is getting lower. Oh, boy, doesn't he open fire? Von Griff is an excellent marksman, my dear, and he does not waste bullets. What is Captain Midnight doing? He is helping Parader to his feet. Ah, Von Griff is close. He's about to open fire. What has happened? Chuck Ramsey has opened fire first. Von Griff is pulling away. Spineless creature. Parader is on his feet. Captain Midnight is helping him to the plane. Von Griff is coming toward us. He's going to land on the floor of the plateau below. Come, we will run to meet him. We did, you yellow cur. Silence, Gary. I will reprimand Von Griff. Ah, look, here, Chief. You do not blame me for not going down to that hill off ledge, do you? I would never have reached the ground alive. But your plane would have crashed into young Ramsey and perhaps into Captain Midnight, too. Maybe all right. Well, what good would that do me? You promised me a lot of money for this deal, and I want to leave to enjoy it. Anyway, they will not escape. Perhaps you are right. Where's Sanderson? I sent him over to see what is going on in Coast Street. Good. Where will he meet you? At our secret Splendid. Now then, Von Griff, listen closely. Captain Midnight has taken one chance too many. He must never leave here alive. Uh, he is not going to. Don't worry about that. Well, what's to prevent his flying away? Have no fear, my dear. Now that he has listened to Parade's story and knows that I am here, you could not drive him away. Master is right. Captain Midnight will say to punish as Rossman reported. Yes, as he has, Chief. They step in on the edge of the field across the ridge. He's completely surrounded by our men. No one will get out. Don't forget, Zollinger is undoubtedly a prisoner inside. Uh, Rossman knows that, and we'll be careful. Yeah. We've got everything under control, Von Griff, but we can't afford to make any slips. You... Uh... Yes, brother! It's not too bitter! Ah, so I see, Fury. Get ready, Von you must take off at once. Shall I attack him in the air? No. Captain Midnight is too good a pilot, and young Ramsey is too good a shot. One single seater can't handle them. We can't afford to take any chances. And if the ridge will land, then will come your chance, Von Griff. Only then. Get him as he is landing. It'll be a simple matter to capture the others in the cabin. Captain Midnight, he's as good as dead right now. Captain Midnight realized the danger he's in? He certainly is unaware that Ivan Shark's men have surrounded the cabin where his friends have taken refuge. The net drawn by Ivan Shark is drawing closer and closer. Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, here's a very important tip for every fellow and girl who's joining Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. When you call at your Skelly service station to join, the first thing you get is your official junior pilot's application card. Now, be sure to hold on to that, because, and here's my secret tip, 
there are some very important words on the back of that card that will help you solve a hidden mystery. I can't tell you about it now, but it's going to happen real soon. So now, if there are any of you fellows and girls who have not yet joined Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol, this is what to do. Have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station and tell your Skelly man you want to join the 1940 flight patrol and get your free spinning propeller medal of membership. Your Skelly man will do all the rest. Remember, it doesn't cost you a penny. So get in on the fun. Join up tonight. Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Can Captain Midnight escape this new trap Ivan Shark is setting for him? And what about Ma and Patsy Donovan and Pinky Drake and Slim Fool? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But now, I have a special message tonight for every one of those 800,000 young fellows and girls who joined Captain Midnight's flight patrol last year. Now, you know, Chuck and Patsy are urging all their friends of the radio audience to join the new 1940 Flight Patrol. And, of course, all you veteran Flight Patrol members will be among the first ones to join up again this year to get in on all the new fun and adventure and free prizes that are coming. 
Because, of course, you know what great times we had last year. So, there are just two things I want to tell you. First, that you'll be doing all your friends a real favor if you tell them how they, too, can join the Play Patrol and get their free Junior Pilots application card and spinning propeller medal of membership and all the other free prizes that are coming later. Say, why not see how many new members you can get? And second, I just want to say that if you think you had fun last year, boy, you just wait until you hear about the things we have in store for you in the new 1940 Flight Patrol. Say, there'll be great times ahead for every red-blooded fellow and girl who joins up with Captain Midnight. Why, just think how much fun you'll have with that spinning propeller medal of membership alone. And will you be proud to show it to your friends and show them how to spin it and see where the pointer stops to decide who's the winner? Say, you'll find a hundred different ways of having fun with it. So listen, if you haven't already joined up, have Mother or Dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight. Tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 Flight Patrol. He'll give you your junior pilot's application card, and he'll send right in to Skelly headquarters for your free bronze medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious new secret password, and he'll put your name on the list for all the other free gifts that are coming later. Remember, it doesn't cost you a single penny. So see your skelly man and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Events are heading toward a grim climax. Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey finally fought off Shark's chief pilot, Von Gritt, as they were rescuing Juan Pareda, whose estate and cattle Shark had appropriated. While this was happening, Ma Donovan and her group had been waiting in their cabin for Captain Midnight and Chuck's return, guarding the wounded pilot they pulled from a plane. Suddenly, the roar of a plane overhead is heard, and Ma, Patsy, and Pinky rush out, thinking it's Captain Midnight. Slim stays inside to guard the prisoner. The plane dives over the field, and Pinky cries out. Don't be forgetting the signal. 
Let's go straight ahead, Pinky. Out to the edge of the field. Yeah, just a minute, Patsy. Just sort of look around a bit. Just to be sure, nobody's hanging around that ain't got no business here. Gee, I guess that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on under this tree, Patsy. Okay. Uh, now, a, a little bit closer. Oh, it's real shady here. Now, stand real quiet, like, and start looking all around you. And you see if you're moving, other things will be watching you. But if you're a standing still, then you can see other things that are moving. Looked all around, but I can't see anything. So have I. I haven't seen a thing, so I guess we can move on. I can't hear that plane any longer at all. Can you? No, I can't, but I'm kind of hard of hearing anyhow. Well, let's go up to the next tree trunk, and we can look out on the field. All right, but you lead the way, but don't get too far in front. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what's up? Don't move. Uh, did you see something? I think I do, but I'm not sure. Oh, uh, what is it? I'm going to raise my arm, and you look where I'm pointing. There now. Do you see? I, I don't guess I do, Patsy. Do you see that big tree? It looks something like a fir. Yeah, I see that. Out to the left. Higher. About even with the top. Yeah, I'm looking. Do you see those two rocks? They're both round and smooth and one's higher than the other? Yeah, I see them. On top of the smaller rock, don't you see something resting on it? All in rattlesnakes. You sure got sharp eyes, Patsy. It's a gun barrel, isn't it? It ain't nothing different. And at the back edge of the rock, isn't that the visor of a man's cap? That's just what it is, Patsy. By the horn toad. This don't look so good to me. But what's he pointing the gun at? It can't be us, or we wouldn't be able to see the barrel. Yeah, let me take another look. He's aiming that gun at the cabin, Patsy. That's what. Gosh, Pinky, do you suppose he could see the door? No, there's a big tree right there. All that fellas are doing is being sure that no one comes out into the open. What are you looking at now? I'm looking for something I'm pretty sure to find. What is it, Pinky? Uh, in a minute, we're going back into the cabin, Patsy. But there ain't no use telling you more, because she's liable to get worried. Okay. But you didn't tell me what you were looking for. Now listen, Patsy. If there's one fellow covering the cabin from that side, there's probably some more from the other side. Gee, I never thought of that. What we got to look for is the most likely other places where a guard would be posted. Look back this way, Pinky. See that clump of bushes? Yeah, I see them. And I'll lay ten to one there's something bar, too. There. I saw something moving. Yeah, so did I, too. Now I see. There's a man standing up. But his head and shoulders are hidden. You're sure right. And what a shot. Why, I could pick him off just as easy. Do you think you should? No, I guess not. It might start something we couldn't finish. Then again, it ain't giving the critter a chance. Pinky. Uh, yeah, Patsy. This is terrible. I'm not thinking of us. I'm thinking of Red and Chuck. When they come down to land, they won't see any other planes, so they'll think it's all right. But after they land, when they jump out... Oh, Pinky, I can't bear to think of it. I'm way ahead of you, Patsy. We're all in the tightest spot we've ever been. In the meantime, Captain Midnight, with Chuck and Senor Pareda in the rear cockpit, has been flying toward the south, following Pareda's directions. But suddenly, Chuck sees a black plane pursuing them, and Captain Midnight makes a vertical left turn down a narrow valley. Then, obeying Pareda's shot, Captain Midnight turns vertically right into a rocky canyon. Listen as Chuck explains... We've lost them, Red. Bravo. I did not think you could do it. We won't be able to continue with this canyon just in an hour. It does not. I have been through it many times. Well, keep a sharp watch behind, Chuck. I am. Please and beacons be front of it. Oh, wait a minute. Did you see that black plane? Yeah. He continued down that narrow valley. We've given him the slip. Ah, uh, good enough. 
We stay at a disadvantage in a narrow place like this. Keith, we sure haven't got very much room. Our wingtips are missing the canyon walls by more than 25 feet. The canyon will not become any smaller, I assure you. Very soon now, we will come out. Oh, wait. I think I see the mouth right ahead. It sure is dark down here. And it gives one a spooky feeling. Gee, it is very dark. But soon we come out. There's the opening. Ah, uh, we're almost out. Now, El Capitan Midnight, you must go up. You must climb the stairs into the heaven. Okay, I'll open the throttle and stick her nose up. On the bank of this lake, in that direction, there is a spring of water. Among the trees behind is a hunting lodge. Many were the happy hours I spent with my father there. If my men are on these mountains, they will meet in the lodge at night. You wish to stay here and wait for them, then? Yes, I think that is best. Will you not wait with me? Oh, I'm sorry, senor, but I don't believe that's possible. As I explained to you, we have friends waiting for us in that cabin on the land you leased to the Americans for mining. Ah, that is so. Uh, then you will go and bring them back here. Yes, that's what we'd better do, Chuck. Ma and Patsy would be much safer here than there. I wonder how far that field is. It can't be very far because we've been flying in the same general direction. Well, uh, how far away is that field, Senor Pareto? It is not so far. On foot, you would go over that hill to the west and down the canyon. Yes. It would be about six or seven miles. Oh, gosh, that's swell. We can take off and be there in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Then you will return at once? Yes, Senor. We will return in half an hour. We will return in half an hour. What? Oh, they play. Chuck, look. Ways and beacons. This lake bed's nothing but a dried crust. Those fields have broken through into the mud. We're stuck, Red. Well, Captain Midnight and Chuck made a landing all right, but will they ever be able to get out? And in the meantime, Patsy and Ma Donovan, together with the faithful Pinky Drake and Slim Poole, are hemmed in by a ring of steel. What will happen next? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, just a friendly warning to every red-blooded young fellow and girl. If you love mystery and excitement, be sure you hurry and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol right away. Because you certainly won't want to miss out on the thrilling adventure that's in store for every member. The great adventure that only the members of Captain Midnight's new 1940 Flight Patrol can take part in. And of course, you won't want to miss all those free gifts and prizes either. So have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight and get your free junior pilot's application card right away. Meantime, your Skelly man will send right in for your swell spinning propeller medal of membership. The secret metal that's packed so full of fascinating features that it's a regular one-man sideshow. And remember, it doesn't cost you a single penny. So see your skelly man and join Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol tonight. 
Now, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Choppers and Dealers. What can Captain Midnight do now? His plane is hopelessly mired in the dried lake, and he and his friends seem to be at Ivan Shark's mercy. Or are they? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and... Happy landing! Every day, Monday through Friday, at the same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Say, fellas and girls, I've just had the biggest thrill of the season. I've just seen the new burnished bronze medal of membership of Captain Midnight's new 1940 flight patrol. That marvelous medal of membership that I've been telling you about with the thrilling three-blade spinning propeller and the mysterious new secret password. And not only that, but I actually have one of them here in my hand right now. And is it a beauty? Boy, it's still hot almost. It's one of the very first ones finished. I guess I know now what a marvelous thrill you're going to get the first time you see your very own spinning propeller medal of membership. And believe me, you'll get a kick out of owning it and showing it to all your friends. Oh, but say, I want to show you just how this spinning propeller works. Now, I'm going to spin it for you now, right here on the table. Now, listen. There. You hear that? Now, let's see where it stops. Uh-oh, it's pointing straight at me. That means... I'm it. Well, <laughs> better luck next time. Say, can't you just imagine the fun you can have with a swell spinning medal? You can play all kinds of swell games with it. You can spin it to decide who's the winner or the loser and dozens of other things. But, of course, the important thing is that this medal of membership entitles you to take part in a thrilling adventure that's ahead for every member of Captain Midnight's 1940 flight patrol. It proves you're a member. And besides, it entitles you to all the other free prizes that are coming. So listen... You better have mother or dad drive you over to your Skelly service station tonight. Get your junior pilot's application card right away and have your Skelly man send right in for your spinning propeller medal of membership. Remember, it doesn't cost you a single penny. Just tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol and he'll do the rest. And now to Captain Midnight. Ivan Shark's henchmen have surrounded the lonely cabin where Ma and Patsy Donovan, together with the faithful Slim Cool and Pinky Drake, are waiting for the return of Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey. Captain Midnight and Chuck, together with Senor Juan Pereira, escaped from pursuit by one of Shark's planes and landed back in the mountains on the dried bed of a lake. Here, Senor Pereira hopes to round up some of his ranchmen. No sooner had Captain Midnight made a safe landing, however, than the ground proved to be nothing more than the thin crust through which the landing wheels quickly settled into the muck beneath, clapping the plane. Listen as Chuck cries... The wheels are down to the hubs, Red. Oh, now we'll never fly this ship out of here. Yes, it does look bad, Chuck. It is indeed the unfortunate situation. It is I who have caused it. Oh, no, Senor Pereira, that can't be so. But it is so, El Capitan. It is I who am to blame. My evil star will lead you to no good. Oh, come, Senor. Your terrible experiences have deprived you of all hope. 
You have said the very true words, El Capitan. There is no hope for me. My daughter is gone. My cattle and lands have been taken away. Leave me, senor, before you lose your lives in attempt to save mine. Such a course would be unthinkable, senor. Chuck and I are here to help you, and we'll do so even if... But let's eliminate every consideration of such a nature. We can't lose unless we lose faith in ourselves and in our cause. Ah, senor, the words that come from your lips give me new courage. I will fight this man who has almost destroyed me. That's the stuff, senor Pareto. We'll lick Ivan Shark yet. Ivan Shark, did you say? Who is he? I will explain, senor. The man who calls himself Douglas Chadwick is an international criminal. His name is really Ivan Shark. So, he is the criminal international. It is hard to believe. Yes, I know it is, senor. But those are the facts. Well, now, come on, let's go. The first thing is, can we pull this ship out? It is hopeless, senor. The airplane is so heavy and see that more below the crust. It is like quicksand. Yes. Gosh, Red, it sure looks bad. It's settling deeper, little by little. Pretty soon it'll be down over the wheels and resting on the bottom of the fuselage. Swing the prop up a little, Chuck, before the tip gets in that mud there. Okay. You will not be able to fly the airplane. Is that not so? I'm afraid we're going to have a hard time getting the ship into the air, senor. At least not without some help. Could we get the ship off at all, Red? Well, that's something we'd have to determine, Chuck. If we could pull this plane out of the mud, I might be able to take the ship off, unless this crust gets thinner out toward the middle. But first, how can we pull the plane out? If we can find my men, senor, they will help you. There's an idea, Red. How soon will you know whether your men are around here or not, senor? If they are here, El Capitan, they will gather late in the night. Mm, very well. Now, here's what we'll do, Chuck. It's now about the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. 3.30 to be exact. Mm-hmm. We'll go over to Senor Pareto's hunting lodge. Then tonight, after darkness sets in, we'll make our way down to the cabin where the others are waiting for us. See, si, Senor, that will be quite possible. You will go up over the mountain to the west and then down the canyon on the other side. As long as you keep in the canyon, you cannot lose the way because the canyon takes you to the cabin. Couldn't we start right away? No, no, that is not the wise thing to do. This Chartwick, Ivan Shark, you call him, his manner down that way, in the blackness of the night, you will have the better chance. Gosh, I guess that would be better. And anyway, I could use a little shut-eye. Yes, I'll say you can. Your eyes are bloodshot from lack of sleep. <laughs> so are yours, Red. I guess a little rest would do all of us a lot of good. Don't you think so, Senor Pareto? See, si, see. Si. I have not closed the eye for many days, and perhaps you have not also. Come then, Senor. We will go to my haunting lodge in the woods. There we will find the comfortable box. After we have rested, you shall go to your friend, and I shall wait for my man. All right, come on, Chuck. Let's go. Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, Chuck. Wake up. Oh, gee, Red. Let me sleep. Come on, come on. Snap out of it, Chuck. Come on, we've got to get up. Uh, what? Red? Where are you? I'm right here, Chuck. Come on, wake up, fella. Oh, gee, Red. Where are we? In Senor Pareto's hunting lodge, Chuck. It's time for us to go down and see how Mon, Patsy, and Slim and Pinky are getting along. Oh, gosh. Oh, I remember now. For a second, I couldn't think what happened or where I was. Yes, I know, Chuck. I'm sorry to wake you because you need sleep badly. Yeah, you need it just as bad as I do. Gee, Red, listen. What's that noise? It's the wind and the trees outside, Chuck. Gosh, I guess that must have come up since I went to sleep. Yes, it just rose about a half an hour ago. I've been lying here listening to it, thinking things over. <laughs> Listen, Senor Parade is still asleep. Yes, poor fellow's absolutely exhausted. And we'll keep quiet then so as not to disturb him. But gee, Red, what about after we leave? Well, if any of his men come down here, he'll be safe enough for them. And I don't believe any of Shark's cutthroats know about this place. Gee, if he can sleep all night, he would make a new man of it. Well, maybe he'll have that chance. Well... I'm all ready now. Shall we start? Oh, just a second, Chuck. Wait a minute. Let me look here. Here, Red. Hmm? Look at my wristwatch. It has a luminous dial. Oh, yes. Let's see. 7.30. How long do you think it'll take us to get down to that cabin? Well, Senor Paredes said it was about seven or eight miles. Yeah. If it's real rough going, it'll take us about four or five hours. No, no, no. It won't take us that long, Chuck, because I talked to Senor Paredes a little while after you went to sleep. There's an old mountain trail leading down through that canyon. 
But we'll get started in a few minutes and take our time. If any of Shark's men should be prowling around, they may relax their vigilance by that time of night. Okay. I sure hope nothing's happened to Ma and Patsy and Slim and Pinky. I've got a lot of confidence in Pinky and Slim. Hmm, so have I, Red. But they might not be able to hold off a whole gang. Yes, yes, I know that, Chuck. We just have to pray for the best. There's just one thing, Red, that's in our favor. Yeah, what's that, Chuck? Major Steele and Bud Conley. They should be starting back to help us by early in the morning. I know, Chuck. I was thinking about them a little while ago. Yeah, but we can't put all our eggs in one basket. Oh, gosh, what do you mean? I mean just this. We've got to know what we're going to do in case Major Steele and Conley don't come back. Don't come back? Well, they wouldn't let us down. No, no, of course they wouldn't. But suppose they don't get to the border. Oh, they'll get there all right. I'm not so sure. Don't forget the gasoline that's in the Spartans' tanks. Oh, sure, I remember. The engine didn't rev up the way it should. And the temperature was getting a little high. But we were still getting by. Yeah, sure, we were getting by for the time being. But what about the tough grind of a long cross-country trip? You said that it was overheating, but you know as well as I do what happens when a motor gets too hot. Oh, gosh, that's right. It might be all right for a little while, but something's going to happen if it stays that way too long. Major Steele is a wonderful pilot, and he'll baby that engine along as much as he can. But after all, Chuck, there's not an awful lot you can do when you've got the wrong kind of gas in your tanks. Uh, I guess I don't quite get it, Red. Why should that gas work all right in the engine of the black plane and not in our Spartan? Well, it's very simple, Chuck. Now, uh, these black planes have low-compression motors in them and will perform all right with a lower-octane gas. But the engine in the Spartan is high-compression. Must have a better gas. You mean a higher-octane gas? That's right. But, well, well, I guess this sounds kind of foolish to you. But what is the difference between a low-octane and high-octane gas? Well, now, look. I'll give you the whole thing in a nutshell, Chuck. Did you ever throw a stone into the middle of a smooth pool of water? Oh, sure I have. All right. Now, did you notice the ripples? That is, little waves that start and keep moving until they head against the shore? Of course I have. Now, that is exactly what happens in the firing chamber of a gasoline engine. The splash of the stone in the pool is the same as the firing of the spark in the cylinder head. The time that it takes for those little waves to get to the shore is called lag. Lag? Mm-hmm. You mean like to, to lag behind? Yes, that's it exactly. Now, if the ripples go real fast, there isn't very much lag. And if they go real slow, there's a lot of lag. Now, in high-octane gas, which means it has a naturally higher body, the lag is very slow. Oh, I begin to get it. Then, if the lag is slow, which means the vapor takes a long time to burn, there wouldn't be any knock. Mm-hmm. And if the lag isn't slow, if the vapor burns quickly, there's liable to be a knock. Right. That's the whole story. The only other thing to remember is that engines are not all built the same. Certain ones require higher octane gas than others. You should always find out what gasoline will give the best performance in the engine you have. Oh, gosh. I see the whole thing now. But in general, isn't it true that lately the tendency has been toward higher compression engines which require a higher octane gas? That's right, Chuck. That's what the tendency has been. Well, enough of that. Come on, we might as well get started. Okay, I'm all set. Now, look, let's tiptoe out quietly so as not to awaken Senor Pareda. Okay, let's go. Yeah, come on. Easy, Chuck. Easy, not so fast. Yeah, right you are, Red. Well, we've got to go very carefully now. I can't understand it, Red. I'm sure the field is right ahead. Well, we should be running into the cabin any second. Quiet now, wait. Let's go up to that next tree there. No, this wind's a big help. It makes so much noise, it would be hard for anyone to hear it. Yes, and it would be hard for us to hear anyone else. Oh, look, Red, look. There's the cabin. Yes, yes, Chuck, you're right. Come on, let's go. Wait, wait a second, Chuck. Let's be sure no one's watching us. Okay, let's stand absolutely quiet a few seconds. Right. Uh, there's something about this I don't like, Chuck. It's the sound of that wind through the trees, Red. I never heard anything so spooky in all my life. You're right. It sort of, well, sort of sends chills down my back. I can't see a sign of anything, Chuck. Well, come on. We're going to make a break for the door. Okay, I'm ready. Now, let's don't make any more noise than we have to. Well, Andy, you go first, and I'll be right behind you. All right, go ahead. Go on. 
We're almost there. Right. Right around the corner now. Uh, here we are. Blazing beacon, Fred. The door's wide open. Stop, Chuck, stop. Don't go in there. Listen, Red. Listen to that. Well, did Captain Midnight have a presentiment of disaster? What is the meaning of the open door? Are Ma and Patsy, together with the faithful miners, Pinky Drake and Slim Pool, still inside? Or is some enemy crouched in the blackness, ready to spring? Strange and mysterious events are ahead. Don't miss them. Tune in next Monday to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, no doubt you'll be out in the family car with Mother and Dad sometime tomorrow or Sunday. And here are two things you'll want to do. First, you'll want to stop by your Skelly service station for a tank full of Skelly Aeromax gasoline. Because Skelly Aeromax is a high-octane gasoline for modern motors, just like Captain Midnight was explaining to Chuck in today's program. And Aeromax ethyl gasoline is even higher in octane. Your Skelly man will tell you which one is best for your car. Then the other thing you'll want to do is to join the new 1940 Flight Patrol. Your Skelly man will give you your junior pilot's application card right away and send right in for your spinning propeller medal of membership. Remember, it doesn't cost you a penny. So see your Skelly man and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol tonight. Now don't forget to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. What is the significance of the weird cry which rings out over the sobbing of the wind? And what caused Captain Midnight to stop so suddenly? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.